We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Monday, welcome to it, he's Vince, I'm Sean, it's Ivy Nation Sports Talk, and we of course are up and rolling, hope everybody had a great Mother's Day weekend. That's right. How about you Vince, how was yours? The Mother's Day part was good, uh, you know, got to celebrate my wife and, you know, the extended family, so it was fun, a lot of gifts, a lot of, uh, a lot of handmade gifts, that's usually what Mother's Day is all about, I'm sure you remember those days. Uh, with the handmade gifts going to yes. your wife, um, yes. you know, a lot of coasters and uh, pictures and, you know, <clears throat> things of that nature. But mom seemed to be pretty happy. And uh, so it was good. How about you? Yeah, it was good for the most part. I, I took my mm-hmm. wife out to dinner Saturday night and mm-hmm. then we went to breakfast um, Sunday morning and she was feeling pretty good most of the day. We went to see a movie blackberry by the way have you heard of it hmm no i have not actually i had not heard of it before the weekend it is about the rise and fall of the blackberry and it is really? actually um what you'd call a dramedy you know so like some okay. comedy slash uh drama drama in there it was pretty good though it was pretty huh. good anybody i, like- I know in it like is it uh or was it just uh the only not? guy no, well a couple guys i guess actually the 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 main guy, I'm trying to think of what all he's been in. He was in, have you ever seen the movie This Is The End comedy? No, where, I don't think so. Yeah, um, he was in that. I think his name is Steve Baruchel. Um, he's been in you know, some different comedies and stuff like that, like with Seth Rogen and those kind of guys. Um, but anyway, sidetrack. I, it's worth seeing, anyway, okay. the Blackberry okay. movie. But then uh, yesterday afternoon, at into the evening, my wife started feeling ill. Um, I'm pretty sure she's got food poisoning. Oh, jeez. Or she had food poisoning. She's. I think she's feeling a little bit better now. She was actually just getting home as I was walking in here to start the show. But I don't think it's from breakfast yesterday. And, and I won't say where we went, but I think it is from <laughs> dinner. Not yesterday, but the day before yesterday. And we went to dinner, not yesterday, but the day before yesterday at a place not too far from where you live. Not yesterday, but the day before yesterday. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm picking up what you're laying down there, and uh, that's too bad. That's not. That's kind of surprising, actually, that that type of place would uh, would do that because it's a nice place. Yeah, yeah, but just drove by there actually. We, we can't say for sure, but the, yeah, it, right. it sure does seem like it anyway. The timing fits, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. Now that I'm going back on what you were saying, you're very blunt with how you were going about that. I think I, it took me a second to pick it up. Derek says he loved his BlackBerry along with the mouse and ball on it. Did you ever have a BlackBerry? I never, never. did. I never had one. Uh, I wasn't like BlackBerry is always important enough. Back yes, then, exactly. You know? <laughs> it always seemed like they were being used by like uh, you know corporate people. Uh, they always use Blackberries uh, in all of the uh, like the West Wing type shows that I would always watch, like the the uh, political dramas. They were always using Blackberries. Uh, I was never that cool, never that important, never had a Blackberry. I don't know if that's something that they still use in the White House, but like I, I remember very vividly in the series The West Wing, they used Blackberries and they had to like when yeah, they that's switched true. over. To the president, you know, they had to turn theirs in and then get, you know, the, the whole thing. And um, I want to say also in uh, Designated Survivor, they all use Blackberries as well. So I don't, I don't know if that's now, a isn't thing. Designated Survivor a relatively new yes. show? Within the last, you know, five uh, or so years, I want to say. I forgot Glenn Howerton. If anybody watches It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Glenn Howerton is one of the uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Who's the other one? So, a couple of, you know, again, like no real big name guys, but uh, it was pretty, <laughs> there was one distracting thing and I won't give it away. And I can't find the rating for it. Salty asked what the rating was and I can't find the rating. Let me see if I can find it here. For the movie? Real quick. Yeah. No, it's an R. Is it an R? Okay. Yep. And it's basically for language. You know, okay. I think there gotcha. were probably a few F-bombs. That's like the only. Sure. You know, no, 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 no craziness other than that. So Fair enough. But uh, yeah, it was worth seeing. Okay. Father David Penny says, when I was lobbying, I had one. Everyone on Parliament Hill had one. iPhone was seen as unprofessional. Interesting. interesting. I, so the so the BlackBerry actually lasted because it it like it starts the movie. I think it starts in like ninety five or ninety six when these guys these two guys are you know just designing the BlackBerry and then kind of goes through the rise how they're pitching it and how it sort of okay. evolved and then the the tail end is you've got Steve Jobs up on on the stage if you remember that when he was doing the rollout yep. of like describing to people what the iPhone was going to be. And stuff like that, and uh, they actually fired. No, well, I don't know if that they fired him or the guy left. He was sort of forced out. One of the two guys who uh, who developed and you know designed whatever really? BlackBerry. So he was kind of forced out, and they they did like the kind of postscripts at the end where they put up on screen, you know, like what happened to what him happened to that? people and stuff like that. That guy sold all his stock and is silently one of the like richest people in the world as a result because he sure. sold his stock before the you know before yeah. the iphone came out and like he got out and then this you know like the other co-founder kind of sunk you know went down because the he, ship yeah until he went down 2012 when things were were going down but i think they said that like you know blackberry had like 90 plus percent of the market 
you know, wow. at its peak. And now it has zero. There is zero blackberries. Zero blackberries. Right wow. Yeah. Everybody's to the iPhone. Yep. I had no idea they made a movie about the Blackberry. I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't either until this weekend and looked it up. You know, I heard about it and then we Googled it and it was getting like really good reviews and stuff like that. And so we're like, what the heck? You know, we got a couple hours. You guys are kill. movie people. Like you guys yeah, do are. the movie scene. I'm impressed by that. <laughs> it's, it, well, as you know, it's, it's like tougher and tougher to find something good well, all the time just because of the lack of, yeah. I mean, everything's on streamers now. You know, I'd still rather experience it the first time in a theater. If yeah. I can. Oh, absolutely. And I two other people in the movie theater with this too. Well, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. But that's the thing, though, like for my wife, specifically i need to take her to a theater because yeah. if i don't her attention span is zero like she'll get up and do sounds stuff. like this house it's like, like could you just could you just, just yeah sit and watch when we're supposed to be watching it takes like four and, and a half hours it's right. like a two-hour movie i'm, I'm constantly paused and just waiting and it's like <laughs> come on you're killing me so i, I mean it's right. worth the money to go sit in a theater no distractions just we're watching yep yeah, Jason was talking about BlackBerry after the Palm Pilot. And the Palm Pilot guy made a little Carrie Elwes, by the way, from okay, The Princess that, Bride. I know him. him. Yep. He was uh he he had a small role in there as the Palm Pilot oh. guy trying to buy out BlackBerry. Yeah. The Palm Pilot. Wow, that's old school right there. I know. And that's with the little stylus, you know. Yes. I, I remember all those, you know, like I said, I I I was never important enough to have any of that my wife said she had a blackberry once and i don't really? even remember it she it just kind of came and went yeah she's important yeah well she's a nurse right so she's That's you right. know way more important than you and me like, yep. no one needs to get a hold of us all of my emails could wait I guess <laughs> <laughs> well know? you know that's a really good point actually because that's probably why the blackberry was so 
uh, widely used at the time because of the the email thing. Like, yeah, it was the first one. It was the first phone of its kind. You know, obviously you could text from the other phones, but it was the first one where you could have the internet where you send sense. and receive emails yeah. and stuff like that. And that makes perfect sense. It's just, yeah. Yep. Had the full keyboard on there. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's like the Blackberry yeah. guy, you know, like in the movie, they're patting themselves on the back all the time. It's like, we've got the full keyboard. It's, and then when they rolled out the iPhone, they're like, why would anyone want a phone without a keyboard? On it? You know, and it's like, <laughs> of course, you look back now and you're going, why would anyone want a phone with the keyboard <laughs> right. on it and not have it? was so wide. It was like a rectangle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yep. Blackberry failed to adapt with the way of the dinosaur. Yep. So. All right. Well, what do you say we talk some football after all? Yeah, there's been a lot going on here the last few days. dinner reviews. Yes, that's I know, right. seriously, right? Uh, even after all that, smash the like button if you would. I'll still ask you to do it. We would appreciate it, of course. And, of course, subscribe, rate, and review. Big weekend for Notre Dame. You know, all kinds of recruiting stuff going on. And the one that's going to have the most immediate impact of course is the grad transfer the safety yeah antonio carter got him from rhode island um you know they want to, he played cornerback and nickel mm-hmm. at rhode island but he's going to bolster the uh the safety position this is what sure. they've been looking for he was also recruited by lsu florida texas a&m iowa ole miss washington on and on and on wisconsin was one that was in pretty solid on him a whole bunch of other schools that uh that were in on Carter. So that's kind of what, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about today is now the impact that he is going to have on Notre Dame secondary. First, just maybe some of your thoughts on this guy. Six foot one, a little over 200 pounds, Antonio Carter. Well, from what I was able to gather, he was basically the number one, we'll just call him secondary piece that was out there in the transfer portal. I mean, he... He was wanted by all the big boys Um, and, you know, it started out small and it kind of gained some traction and, you know, Notre Dame was actually late to the party getting in on, on this thing. It sounded like he was kind of headed for Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, And then, and then Notre Dame got involved and it was a battle to even get him on campus. Uh, But as soon as they did, it sounds like Notre Dame did a great job of of just shutting it down um, and, and, and getting his commitment. Because when he came to campus, he was still planned on going to LSU and he still planned on going to a couple of other spots and he canceled all of those visits and was committed to Notre Dame by Friday. So, um, it, you know, kudos to Notre Dame seeing the big fish going after it and securing that commitment. I mean, from a, you know, a purely depth perspective from a Notre Dame fit perspective perspective i mean we know how deep they are at corner um we know that you know corners pretty much locked down there's not a whole lot of wiggle room there we know that he played corner primarily at rhode island but the biggest thing and he talks about it in his article that brian wrote over on irishbreakdown.com is that he's versatile you know his versatility yeah is one of the things that made him so sought after by all of these schools whether they were looking for a corner a nickel a dime a safety whatever he kind of fits all of that. Um, and so he's going to bolster the depth at Notre Dame. And I think that's the most important part, whether it's at nickel, whether it's at safety. Uh, I, I think he's probably primarily going to be a safety. I mean, he's not Benjamin Morrison. He's not Cam Hart, right? And I, so I don't think that they need him at corner, although. 
I mean, he gives you depth across the board exactly. just because of his versatility. And that, like, and that's what I was pinch, he, can say. Play, he yeah. can play anywhere, basically. Exactly, yeah. But I, I think right now he'll be the fourth safety. Now, does that mean the fourth safety? Like, as in number four? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he's the fourth viable safety that they can play uh, at this point. Uh, and, of course, <clears throat> excuse me. That's not taking into account Thomas Harper, who I think is also considered a quote-unquote safety, although we think that he's going to be a nickel. But we know that Carter can play nickel. He can play safety. Like I, It's going to be interesting to see kind of where he fits best into this defense. He, he adds depth across the board, and I think that's huge when you're looking at a guy who I think the most important part of this whole thing is that he's got two years of eligibility. I, I yes. To As me, Bill Walsh just brought up. That's by far – the most important thing because whether he's an impact player this year or not, he can potentially be an impact player next year. Well, you can essentially bring everybody but DJ Brown back next year. Well, and Thomas Harper as well. Thomas but, Harper, you know, like right. of 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 the guys who are back there who who we really can you know think are going to be the safeties. Like you'd bring everybody but DJ Brown back, you know, and then then you you have Minnick and <coughs> you have Schuler as well depending on what, what, what they become. So like you, you've got such a veteran presence. You've got a guy with all these, this experience. And then, like you said, the versatility that you talked about. So he just seems like a great piece. And he, I mean, he's not huge, but he reminds me a little bit of Alohi Gilman, just like the physicality that he has, you know, that was something with Alohi was, sure. you know, so good coming down a hill and, you know, and, and, you know, tackling and, and all that stuff. And I think that that's something that Carter can be as well. And Carter's a couple inches taller. He's not quite as, you know, like Gilman, I think was like right around 200 pounds. Carter is in the 180, you know, like 187 is what he's listed at coming out of Rolina, but he's six foot one. So he's a little bit bigger, you know, but again, like when you, when you look at, you know, kind of some of the length that he has, but the physicality, I think, is what pops as well, which, yeah. which makes him really suited to play that safety position. So I, it's and I, yeah, I do ahead. want to bring this up from from our buddy Romlock. Uh, you know, he says, "How is this guy that much more versatile than Barnes?" The biggest difference is he's got a ton of experience. Just I mean, the experience. It's an yeah. experience factor, and he's got two years of eligibility. He's going to be around a while. You know, you know he can play nickel. Up? You know he can play nickel. You know he can play cornerback right. whereas ryan barnes has we don't practiced know. in those positions but he hasn't actually played there right and so and, again and not, yeah they they could both play i mean i'm not saying this isn't like an in place of Barnes situation but they had four scholarships to hand out so they you know you might as well give one to a guy that's got a ton of experience and that all these top schools wanted bring him into the fold man you were not ready to roll into the season with what you had bring him in and let them compete with each other. And he's right, yeah. uh, by the way. Uh, I don't know what happened. I was fine all day, and I sit down here, and all of a sudden, I can't stop sniffling. <laughs> I'm sitting here, and it's like, man. My bad. Cat? Like, did a cat roll it? You know, like, what's going on? It's, it's springtime, baby. All the pollens out there, and it's all coming to get me. I was outside most of the day, you know, and, yeah, it kind of got me a little bit. But I was fine until I sat down. So I don't, maybe I'm allergic to my basement. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, no kidding. No, yeah, I, I mean, you know, like, hit the mute button. <laughs> you know, like I was talking about the physicality and Siggy saying he hits like a truck. And it really, I don't think we've seen that since right. Alohi Gilman, you know, right. in terms of, of the safeties here. At 60 plus tackles, I believe, in 2022, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. without looking it up. 
Um, he, you know, As he's a been corner, that, you know, right. And he's been at that 50, 60 plus tackle range the last couple of years, which is awesome. And I realized the level that he played on, but a lot of the guys at the level that he played on the conference that he played in are playing D one football right now and having success. So yes. Does it translate completely? No, but I can tell you what a good tackler looks like, right? I mean, you don't, I don't care what level it is. I can tell when a guy takes a good angle, you know, when a guy knows how to wrap up, when a guy knows how to take tackle in space, when he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. It doesn't matter to me, you know, the level of competition. You either can or you can't tackle. This kid can tackle. And so that does amp up the versatility that he has as well. Absolutely. And we'll touch more on that versatility here in a second. I, I'm curious, you know, like the, the, the big, the big question now that we're addressing today does adding Carter, they already had a good secondary, but the biggest thing we were concerned about is this safety spot and whether they were going to be able to add some right. more experience. And now they've got it. So do you think that this truly makes Notre Dame secondary championship caliber now? It gives them the opportunity to be championship caliber. I, I I still think the corners are. I think I think Hart and Morrison are championship caliber, hundred uh, percent. I think I, I wish we would have been able to see um, uh, Harper during the spring, so I could like, like get my eyes on him and kind of see him running around. We didn't really have that opportunity, so I can't really speak to the nickel position. I think Xavier Watts can play at a championship level. I'm not sure about DJ Brown, Ramon Henderson. And now you throw into the mix Antonio Carter. I think there's still some question marks out there, but I do think they have the possibility of being a championship level secondary. They got the outside. Now they got to get the, the rest. And, you know, and, and again, like if I'm using Alohi Gilman as the example, we really didn't know. Like you knew that Alohi had some experience at Navy when he was coming. To Notre Dame of course he had to sit out a year because the transfer you know when he wasn't a graduate transfer but the transfer rules were different back then but sure although he really elevated the entire secondary with that kind of play you know like especially like when it was him first and first it was him and Jalen Elliott and then of course Kyle Hamilton came along and it went to a whole different level but you know so we didn't really again we really didn't know to the full extent what they were going to get from Alohi Gilman, it turned out to be quite a bit. And so, like, when you look at, does this make Notre Dame a championship caliber, caliber secondary? I think they're really close now. Yeah. You know, again, because of the versatility that he brings, because of the experience that he brings, and mm-hmm. like you said, with, with Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison, the corners are in great shape. Jaden Mickey, like, look at all the depth you sure. have yes. all of a sudden. And like you said, it would have been nice to see Thomas Harper. Again, what did he have at Oklahoma State? Probably more experience, I think, than what even Carter has coming right. in the door. You know, so like – This is D1 recover. experience too. I mean, yeah, you know, that's exactly. important. It's important, and, right. In a, in a, in a big-time passing league as well sure. in the Big 12. You know, so like between those two – you know, like what you can do now in terms of the nickel, like as well as, you know, like I was kind of just alluding to with with the Elliott Gilman Hamilton, 
you can you can get into some different things now because of the numbers of guys and the versatility they have. You know, you like you can show one thing and and end up doing something else at the snap of the football. Like if you have Xavier Watts, Thomas Harper, and Carter on the field at the same time, and even you know Brown and or Henderson could be in the you know depending on what the sure. the situation is you know dime package whatever it happens to be so i think i think it just really brings it up because again when you've got a guy with the coverage skills that he has as well as the fact that he's a pretty sure tackler which is something you know that's kind of been lacking from this defense as well sort of an yeah i won't go as as far as calling him an eraser at the back end but at the same time someone who can clean some things up you know, if there's a missed tackle in front of him, I I, just, I think it 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 elevates this secondary to, you know, again, like at least college football playoff type yeah. level. You know, right around there. It it definitely gives O'Leary and Golden some versatility on the back end. There's no doubt about that. I agree with you completely. And and you know, look, one of the things that Notre Dame sold Carter on was the fact that. This, the, you know, it's championship. Like they, their goal is a championship. Their their goal isn't to be a 10-win team. Their right. goal is to win a championship. And that is Carter's goal as well. He wanted to go to a school that has a shot at winning the national championship. And that's the goal at, at Notre Dame. And then you add on top of that, the fact that he is a graduate and he wants to get his master's degree from Notre Dame. He's a high academic kid. And I think that's important to understand as well. He's a fit across the board at Notre Dame he's ready to come in and compete and be a part of a national championship run and I think Notre Dame hit all the right all the right chords right they hit them all with him and that's why he committed as quickly as he did he showed up on Wednesday committed by Friday and canceled all the rest of his visits so I mean he's all in on Notre Dame because I think they're all in on winning the national championship and that's why they were able to get this high quality player slash academic piece into school at the University of Notre Dame. And it sounded like there was just a really good vibe with the coaching staff as well, just, you know, in terms of how the coaching staff does its business and, and sure. just just the whole the whole vibe of the program and, and campus awesome. and the whole thing. And, and I mean, he came at the right time of year as well. It's a little bit warmer up here. That's beautiful right now. Right now. I, mean, I mean, he's from Rhode beautiful. Island, so it's not like, you know, it's not like he hasn't, you know, sure, but like bad weather himself. This week... I mean, really, when Tuesday, Wednesday on, right? I mean, it's been about as nice as it can be up here. It's not too hot. It's not too cool. The sun's been out. Like, he picked a great time to come up here. Like, today is absolutely gorgeous. You know, it was hardly any rain. Like, hey, touche. Notre Dame's able to show off kind of what they are uh, a lot easier when the weather is nice like this. Because you can say, hey, you know, why don't you guys just take a walk around campus for about an hour, meet us back here, you know, let us know what you, I mean, how could you not fall in love with that campus on a day like today? You know what I mean? Like it's perfect. It's perfect. So again, now he's the second grad transfer along with Thomas Harper. Do you think, do you think Harper is the number one nickel right now? And then Lewis, you know, like what do you do? Cause now there are some questions in terms of Harper who, like you said, we didn't get to see because of his injury in the spring. You've got Clarence Lewis, who sure. was at nickel quite a bit uh, during the spring as a result of Harper being out. And then you also have Ryan Barnes. What 
what do you think that sort of mix looks like where where everyone you know what what everyone's role is going to be i think it looks like competition i think that's what it looks like if i'm being honest now which is good as well absolutely i think that's what they want they want high level competition at every position right and you've got high level corners that's but there's still competition there right i think that the nickel there's going to be competition i would give harper the you know leader in the clubhouse moniker at this point i think clarence lewis could give him a run for his money obviously but and again i don't want to say one is better than the other because i've never seen harper in person i want to see you know kind of his cover skills and you know some of those things in a notre dame uniform not in an oklahoma state uniform mm-hmm. uh, so you know i want to reserve my judgment a little bit but i do think there's going to be an open competition for that spot i mean i but that's the way you want it that if you're if you're trying to develop a championship level team then you want that high level competition at every position and i think that's what they're going to have at nickel corner and safety for that matter uh and and i think that is only going to make everybody better but yeah i i I do think going into the fall they're going to give clarence lewis an opportunity to win that that spot right i I think they're going to give him that chance again i think harper is probably the leader in the clubhouse but i think they're going to give clarence an opportunity because it may be the only way he sees the field at this point without a position change. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Because of both Harper and, and Carter's versatility, it's, it's, a, it's a word that we've used quite a bit already, but if Clarence Lewis shows that he can do the job as that nickel, that only opens up other possibilities to use guys like Harper, Carter, and, you know, and Watts potentially right. all together in in some different situations it only opens more things up barnes seems like it would make probably sense for him to see more action at safety this fall with with an eye toward next year because you know like i guess part of that also depends on how Schuler and minnick look this fall because you do you do have those guys and we didn't get to see any of Schuler because of his injury and we only got to see limited minnick before he injured his thumb and and had to miss the rest of the spring but he started right. off pretty well so uh, it it just seems like that kind of makes sense right now because of where the safety position is but sure. I, I think that'll be one to keep an eye on as well it's always interesting to see where things are for this year and then with an eye towards next year as well right and I, and i think that's one of the best parts like i said of bringing in a guy uh a guy like carter 
was that he has two years of eligibility. So, you know, whether he finds an impactful role this year or not, he has a great opportunity to find that impactful role next year. Now, he's not coming in here to sit the bench. I mean, I, I, I think we can all agree on that, right? He, he's not coming to sit the bench, but he's coming to compete. And I think there's going to be plenty of competition. And I think the defensive coaches in the secondary specifically know how to get the best players on the field in different situations. And so whatever that situation happens to be for Carter, whether he's a starting safety across from Xavier Watts, or whether he's that third safety who comes and spells one of those guys or whatever it is, he feels to me like a guy who's going to embrace his role and play it at a high level regardless. So that's great to hear. But you also, for this position specifically, because this is two years in a row now where they've had to go get a grand transfer to play safety because of where the recruiting is going and because you have guys like Minnick and Schuler and, and Derek is, is saying, don't leave Luke out of this conversation, you know, like you hope that this is the last time really that you have to go sure it into the transfer portal to, to shore up this position because of the way the recruiting is going right now. Absolutely. I, I agree with that completely. And I think the secondary is going to be in a spot, you know, 24 and beyond where as long as recruiting sticks to where it's at, that they won't have to go to the portal anymore. And, and the portal becomes a luxury at that point. Like if there's a stud in there, that you know you just can't say no to regardless of position and you go grab them like that's how that's how you'd love to use the portal right Sean I mean it's a guy that is out there that's just so good he makes your team better but it's not a necessity right the portal becomes an issue at Notre Dame and anywhere frankly is if you're using the portal out of necessity to plug holes because you screwed up by Mm -hmm. letting a guy go or not recruiting properly or whatever plugging holes is very difficult to do in the portal to find the right guys. But I mean, that's a good thing, you know, because now as we, as we look, there are three scholarships remaining that they could right. potentially use if they want, because of the Aaronsberger retirement that we talked about last week, they had four they could use before Carter committed. Now he commits. So they've got three remaining. And really when you look across the board now with those three scholarships available, it's it's pretty much a luxury. Like if you oh, did yes. want to go out and get somebody else at any of the other positions, like the roster is in really good shape, even though you're three scholarships down right now. I agree. I mean, there's no, in my opinion, glaring need anywhere. I mean, or three scholarships up, I guess, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, however you, know, you want to say it. You've got three scholarships yeah. that are available. I mean, that's that's where yeah. you're at, and I. I mean, there's some places where you wouldn't mind a luxury piece, right? But, like, I don't want a running back. Some of the guys in the chat are talking about, you know, oh, we missed out on this running back or that. They don't need a running back. They got they had too many and one left, and I think they're okay. I think I, you I just don't... lean on the, the, the walk-ons in practice. You know, like, Sure. Like, for, for, for games themselves, the only way that that becomes an issue, obviously, is if you get a, you know, a lot of guys end up. You're not playing. up. You're not playing, yeah, it, barring injury, you're not playing more than three running backs in a game. I mean, you're just you're just really not. Uh, they've got four really talented running backs in that room starting in June. I'm good with it. Uh, I'm good with running back. Again, if a guy is out here's, there that they think Here's Shytown's question yeah. before you get into that. Which three positions would you add ideally? I mean – to me, it's hard. Like, yeah. I don't 
I just really, I don't see a pressing like running back is the only one really. See, right that doesn't now. even do anything for but me. It's, it's, and yeah. it's still more a body, I think, right. than anything. Which, you know, because maybe it, a high level tight when, end. When you look at guys who are in the transfer portal, you know, you you're always going to tell them you're going to come in and compete. Yeah, tight end might be the only one right now, just because. And that's going to depend on what the health of, of you know, guys like Reardon exactly. and Bauman and those guys are looking like. Do they think they're going to come back? If they think they're going to come back, then there's no reason to. I think they feel pretty good about the tight ends. But, like, if there was a tight end with a lot of experience who you felt like could come in. But that's, you know, that's the thing with what makes it so difficult. Like, we've talked about, well, you'd want to go out and find yourself an experienced quarterback. Well, how many experienced quarterbacks with a year or two of eligibility are just going to want to come in on the premise that they know they're going to sit and be an emergency quarterback if something happens to Sam Hartman? You know, right? Like, and that's that's the thing you 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 gotta you, you gotta be straight with them. You know, if you can find a grad transfer who is you know has got two years of eligibility left, for example, okay, I think that's the perfect number for that, that type of position. And this is one that with my three scholarships, this is what I would, in, I would, I would at least task somebody in the recruiting office to find a guy that might, you know, check these boxes. Right. Yeah. I would say, Hey, is there a guy maybe from the Ivy or from someplace? Okay. He's got two years of eligibility left. He's a graduate. You know, we can promise him a master's degree from the university of Notre Dame. We're not planning on you starting this year. You're going to hold a clipboard. We'll give you every opportunity next year to compete for the position, to compete at, you know, for the quarterback position. So, you know, you're going to sit, you're going to learn the playbook. If something drastic happens to Sam Hartman, then we're, you may have to be pressed into action, but you'll have an opportunity to compete for the job next year. Okay. I, you know, that's a very narrow box, obviously that you're going to have to find because I do think regardless, they're going to have to go get a quarterback for next year from a number standpoint. I mean, you've yeah. got to get somebody next year. If you can find that guy this year with two years then I think you're you're in great shape. So that would be one for sure. Maybe a tight well, end would be the other one, and then yeah, a big nose. Well, seeing uh, like guys linemen. are talking about interior linemen, it's like they've got 17 defensive linemen on scholarship yeah. right Absolutely. now. For, like for right now, do you need another? Especially the way Jason Onye came on. You know, I just yeah, I don't know. A lot of those guys don't exist in the portal though, too. Like those right. those big space eating you know nose tackles, they they just don't really exist in the portal. Now I'm not a portal expert, and there's literally thousands of players in there, but generally those guys don't exist. Uh, and if they do, they're going to be ripped out of there so fast with a blank check, where they already know where they're going to go. Like the kid mm -hmm. from Georgia who transferred out and ended up at USC the next day. Like that was pretty planned, you know. Like that was. That was already going to happen. So um, it would be interesting. And you know what? At the end of the day, reward one of your walk-ons. I don't have a problem with that either. Reward one of your walk-ons. You know, maybe maybe that walk-on quarterback, you know. Well, you know there's a million different that, places you could go. I, I don't know what, what he's going to amount to, but um, Cole Aubrey, the guy who's coming in from Princeton, he'll be here this summer. And he's coming in, like, played at Princeton – for the last yeah. few years and just he's going to walk on here at Notre Dame. Like maybe, you know, again, you know, like if, if he shows himself both this summer and in fall training camp and he's looking like he can actually go out and do something, he might be somebody 
that you reward with a sure. scholarship, you know, because Absolutely. he's, he's coming here completely, you know, again, with, with some experience probably could have gone to some smaller programs and, and got a scholarship right away, but he's, he's walking in the door, you know, paying his own bill. Yeah. Like maybe he's someone who could, sure. who could earn one at some point. Absolutely. And there's, I, to me, I feel like there's a lot of options for scholarship opportunities for guys that are already on your roster. Um, I mean, yeah, there, there's plenty of guys that I, that I would consider with those. Now, again, if the right guy shows up and, and, you know, is somebody that you want to go out and get, then you go out and get them. Uh, but I think this roster is in pretty good shape. I, I really do. I, I think too. this roster is in good shape right now. And the current, the 24 recruiting class is ranked second in the country right now. And they so, just got another recruit this morning. So again, filling in the ranks, filling right. in the ranks. Every year, I think that that these kind of issues are going to get a little bit smaller. You know, the biggest biggest issue that we've talked about is you're going to have some attrition, right. you know, from year to year, just because guys are going to want to go someplace and get some opportunity. This is an interesting stat. D Rock Irish says he heard in one of the podcasts seventy percent of the players in the portal haven't seen one snap yet, and right. probably ninety percent of those guys are from Colorado. <laughs> the and are those? And but you know, as a Notre Dame fan, are those the guys that you want to go get? The guys that have left a school yeah. because they're disgruntled because they haven't played. Notre Dame needs experience, is right. what they need. That's that, yes, yeah. exactly. That's not the kind of guy that Notre Dame needs right now unless it's maybe somebody that they recruited that they know a lot about or whatever then maybe you make an exception but they want guys that have played hence carter right he's a four-year player he's got two years of eligibility left like he's the guy that you want at notre dame because he's got the experience he's going to come in and compete right away i concur so you're not in any bigger bigger hurry than i am right now to, to go out and try really to fill those three scholarships. Yeah. Now I'm I'm sure I'll, I'll get a call from Brian or Ryan. They'll be like, "No, they got to go get this guy or something like that." But like, <laughs> as I look through the roster, I just don't see where the portal is going to make your roster better than the guys you already have. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like right now Notre Dame is done with the portal. You know, unless some very special circumstance would right. jump out at them. I just don't think that they're going to And you always have to be ready for that. Right like, and yeah. I wouldn't be just giving those. it can happen in those, the summer still. You just don't you know, know. You don't give those scholarships away until August, you know, mm -hmm. once you start camp and you realize, okay, portal's closed, we're done now. Uh, but so you, you hold on to them through the summer to see, but nobody else can jump in. Like there's, the, the portal's closed. You know, whoever's going to be in is in. Right. And so, you know, the landscape, you know, who's in there. I just, I don't see it. I just, I don't see it. The good players are gone. The good players are gone. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Had a good one. Appreciate you being here tonight. Hit that like button on your way out. And of course, subscribe, rate, review, leave comment, whatever it happens to be. What are you chuckling at? Oh, just some of the comments. <laughs> All right, we will talk to you tomorrow on IB Nation Sports Talk.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.